the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 295. I'm Paul Spain. I'm Vince Loverich. And I'm Ketzel Sterling. Welcome along, gentlemen. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Now, Ketzel, you've been on the show before. Vince, you haven't. I have not. Um, So maybe you guys can introduce yourselves. Um, We've got you on the show because your your new company, The Module Project, is... um, well, it's sort of kicked off with a crowdfunding campaign today. So maybe just fill people, listeners in where you sort of fit into uh, into that world. Yeah, um, well, we're, we're, we're co-founders. Um, it's, a, it's a company we started whew, 18 months ago or so, um, various jobs within the company, but um, that's all all come to, together today, essentially. Um, I don't know when this goes live, but possibly it came together yesterday with a um, equity crowdfunding round and a release of our first product, and it's all it's all very exciting. Yeah, we actually had every role. That's kind of the nature of being in a, especially in a in any startup, but then in a New Zealand startup, oh, if, uh, you know, I, even more so, right? Uh, when, when I say every role, I mean every role. I'm happy to say that as of today, we have a website designed by someone who knows how to design a website because up until this point, it was me and it was terrible. Yeah, Vince is the uh, the director and web designer <laughs> and every other position you can have in a company, literally every other position you can have. And I have maybe a slightly separate role. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been um, a broad range of jobs to say the least. Oh, that's good. You guys should have some um, a good mix of opinions on our uh, on our topics uh, for this episode. Then we're going to have a large mix of opinions. <laughs> we'll be all, over all right. The well, um, let's jump in, and then um, during the during this episode, we'll uh, we'll definitely want to hear from you a bit more about what's happening with Module Project um, and your first product, uh, Decibel, uh, and a crowdfunding campaign. But let's get started. I want to talk about the brick-laying robot that puts up walls. Yes, very exciting. I mean, it does seem that we we are, um, you know, we've been talking about, look, the future, it's robotics, and we've got autonomous vehicles, all these things are sort of coming, Um, but there's not a huge amount that we look at now and go, wow, look where we are now, it's so much further, you know, from where we were 10 years ago in terms of uh, robotics, but... You know, actually, there are lots of little projects and little things going on behind the scenes. There's a lot going on with uh, voice recognition. We're getting used to having our personal assistants uh, in our phones. The Siri's and Google Nows and Cortana's and so on are, are starting to come through. Um, and and Alexa's. And Alexa. And Alexa, of course. We've got to memorize all of these names now. <laughs> You've got to know them all. Um, but... In terms of the, the, I guess the the opportunities at the moment, we're we're probably in that that period where it's going to come down to sort of quite specialised robots, and they've been around for a long time, right? I was talking to uh, uh, a client that I, I work with the other day, and uh, he said, "Oh, when when I was in the in the UK, I used to work for a company. Uh, we we did robotics." And of course, you know, my eyes light up, and I'm like, "Oh, tell me more, tell me more!" Yeah, and course. he was, you know, he was telling me how they were uh, in the field of um, of robots designed to basically automate uh, car production and yeah, automobile you know, manufacturing, and, and, and what that did in terms of you know workforce getting laid off and uh, what it did to their productivity, being able to go sort of twenty four seven and and so on. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of these things we don't hear too much about because we don't we don't see them. Um, but I, I do think you know now very much sort of the single use dedicated type robots are, are probably what we're going to see more of before we start seeing the uh, you know the out of the out of the movies the the, uh, the, the humanoid I, the looking uh, off, um, you know r- robots, but. That type of thing is certainly moving along at, oh, yeah. a, at a certain level of pace, and and you know, obviously it's voice recognition type uh, stuff, and and the uh, machine learning ability to to actually do something with the crazy stuff that comes well, out of our, our mouths. Um, that whole picture is going to change too, isn't it? Well, Vince and I were discussing it, and I think the biggest implications, I guess, are on on the, on the labor force. You know, this robot, for example, they're talking about it having a rate that's. Uh, it's yeah. It does in two hours what uh, uh, you know a, a brickie can do in a day. Yeah. So I mean, if 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 it doesn't take too long to set up, and the you know ancillary yeah, pro- actions around programming it and aren't don't take four weeks. Well, then yeah. I mean, what, that labour force. What are they? What, I'm just wondering what are they doing? If this hypothetical robot that builds the house for you is building the house, what are the labourers now doing? Are they uh, computer programmers? Or they do, do they service the robot? Yeah, and, that, and that's a discussion that's been going on since since vehicle automation started, and I, I still don't know what the answer. Yeah, not to that, that I'm is. afraid of it. Well, we've been no. we've been we've been through you know industrial revolutions previously you know, before, and uh, you know we've still got buyers as a society. Uh, I guess the the you know we look at this one, and, and I was looking at the uh, headline on uh, Business Insider. And it, you know, it said a one-armed Australian robot can build a house four times quicker than a brickie. Now, this isn't going to obviously, you know, the the technology is not quite there to do everything that a human does. It's it's very specific. Well, it, it's it got to be programmed. Can't, it can't and, take multiple breaks and so on. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 only issue I I mean, apart from the you know the ethical issues, the, the only real issue I see with that is it's all well and fine for a robot to be programmed to go and build walls in a house. What happens when the architect goes, oh, there's a change, the client's changed their mind, the bathroom's actually going over there. How many weeks does it take to reprogram the, the CAD into the robot's you know, systems to make it make that change? Whereas, probably quite rapidly. Yeah, it probably is. It probably is, it's like, I'm, within a minute. <laughs> I'm sure it's improving, but... Well, the, yeah, I mean, the technology around that, because there's a technology called... There's a, um, a system with you know that fits with our computer-aided design or CAD systems called BIM, um, I don't know if any one of you can um, can tell me what BIM stands for because I've I always I've, I forget that it's something like building information management or something. Well, that's what I always think yeah. it is, but it, but it's actually not. But uh, it's, that's pretty close. So that's not um, bad. But you know, it basically involves you know putting all the architecture together and sort of full three D with all of the instructions. And so okay. I guess a change like that in theory shouldn't should, be shouldn't, shouldn't be too difficult. But yeah, the practicalities of, of these things. Um, I'm sure there are some some more complexities to it, and, and I, um, you know, it depends on the. the you know how levels of ground well, and all the stuff's going a, on. There's issues there with unionisation union, <laughs> with the robots. Are they are they going to unionise? <laughs> and I guess and I guess the other question is is how many millions of dollars does a robot cost? You know because it's all well and fine offsetting the the cost of the human. You know by you know one day versus a week of of work. But if it's if the initial no, outlays. No. Five million dollars. No, no, I think that's a lot of years to cover. Have you not been to AliExpress recently? <laughs> they are already cheap. <laughs> and and I think that's what we're going to see is the the economics, particularly in um, you know in the in the um, 
I was going to say Western world. Yeah, you could say Western world. I mean, well, you know, yeah. in different economies, you know, depending on what what it costs to actually pay for that labour, um, you know, some markets it's going to be a lot more useful than it is in others, and other markets it would just be it'd be nuts. You know, I, I guess you go to uh, there's quite a few countries, and I remember I think it was probably India where I first. Uh, looked up at a building with a bamboo scaffolding up yep. it that was definitely not straight and it was all wobbly and it just looked absolutely bizarre. Yep. Um, but that's what works and, and, it's, got the and job it's economical done. for them and it gets the job done. Uh, you know, they don't do it the same way in, in every case these days with their bigger buildings, but, uh, you know, it's, it's still very common in, you know, in varying parts of Asia, especially where they grow lots of bamboo. Mm. You know, I guess there's another way of looking at it is that let's say, robotic manufacturer of homes. It's a fact that that's how we'll make buildings in the future, and it'll probably be done with nanotech. So the nanobots will disassemble the matter, reassemble it into your home, and then you'll live in it. But the implications that it has on our society are massive, but we'll figure it out. Mm. 3D printing and... Yeah, not, we'll right. figure it out. Um, we'll order and, the and house. Yeah, so the technologies are already are already there to a degree. They're just not widespread. Yeah, I mean, I'll be mountain biking or something, and some my robot will be doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> Except the salary won't be coming to you unless you own the business. Yeah, there you go. So they're, they're, I think we do have some. We you know we will over time have some interesting challenges well, potentially to deal with. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know how these things actually work out and. What other what other jobs that uh, that we find? But hey, it's been done before, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, it's and it's like any emerging technology; it will slowly become more common, and eventually, you'll that's how a house will be built. And be like, oh, there's a robot building that house down the road from me, and that's that'll just become the norm. Now, um, so we've got a bricklaying robot. Now, the other thing we've got um, maybe isn't quite so innovative um, <laughs> is uh, Xiaomi's um, MacBook Air clone, and it is called. The my notebook air. So they've the they've, my they've, notebook air. They've um they've kind of kind of just dropped that air thing in there, I guess, to be uh, to be very clear what it is that they're uh, that they're mim- mimicking. Um, and away they go. I mean, it actually looks very well. You very mean close, identical? Very close to the <laughs> uh, to the to the Apple product. Um, pretty high high spec, but it's it's Windows based. So you know, I would imagine that most people. That are um, that would be buying this uh, people that aren't really interested in running a Mac, uh, but they like the look of the gear. And I think there's actually quite, there's a lot of people like that. Oh who, no, that's who, a massive you know, market. They love the look of the Apple equipment, and they will buy um, you know any product that that looks as good. Well, the facts are um, that the Apple products it's a superiorly a superiorly engineered product generally than most of the Windows-based laptops. Yeah, they, they, they go together well. They feel nice to use. They don't creak. Well, and that's not something that you that's easy to purchase in a Windows-based laptop. It's just a fact. Even the trackpads, uh, you have issues. I'm Did, not sure about the, the fact statement there. Oh, you mean maybe you're talking about the, the direct the Windows, Windows product? Well, I think we've seen, we've seen a change in recent years where, you know, we're now getting the really nicely designed sort of premium, you know, premium products and things like the Surface Book and so oh, on. Yeah, well, you Surface know, some, would be the outlier. Are, you know, some of them are quite, quite unique. HP have now got some really nice, nicely built products. That, yeah, the um, X, you know, stand the XP up, stand thirteen that well. Dell do. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. So There's definitely some good they, products. They're getting there. But um, but if you can buy a, an Apple clone that performs pretty well and is a 
you know, a Microsoft-based product and you're paying, what, uh, 700 bucks or something, that's probably not a bad... Yeah, well, bad it looks pretty interesting, folks. doesn't it? I mean, their, um, their, their lower-end model apparently will, will launch, and, and this is um, not the international price, uh, you know, if they do launch internationally, uh, this is for the Chinese market, but sure. $525 US dollars. Hmm. Uh, I think that was the 11-inch um, screen, and then they've got... Um, They've got a higher end uh, model at yeah. seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's aggressively U- U- US dollars. So, um, yeah, it's pretty curious just how low um, that price is. And these are using uh, USB C for uh, charging, and they're obviously not as thin as um, the MacBook Air because they've also got two um, full size USB uh, three ports and an HDMI uh, port, which you know I think. There's probably a few um, a few MacBook Air fans that would actually like to have a few more ports on their uh, on I their devices. Yeah, but, I, I um, agree with that. Um, yeah, it's um, it's rather curious that we sort of just keep seeing this this type of mimicking coming through a lot still from uh, well, from that, from the from the Chinese that's uh, vendors. That's the sad part of it. If you can come in at those sort of price points, then hey, a bunch of people are going to buy that product. Uh, but whether they'll actually sell it internationally or whether it'll be limited to the um, the Chinese market. It's a difficult I'm business model, sure. though. Is that you're? It's essentially a race to the bottom. It's can you man, manufacture the competing product, your competitor's product, cheaper? Yeah. Make less money, and sell more of them. Well, I think what tends to happen with with the Chinese brands is they will start out at those lower price points, and they'll use it to build it. You know, create attention for that brand. They get that media attention, and then as time goes on, you notice. Oh, their stuff used to be really cheap. Mm. Now that everyone knows about them, um, actually the prices the prices have, more, have, have shot up. So more, they're sort of yeah. using it to buy market share. Yeah, it's, a, it's a marketing in, in exercise a way. more yeah. than more than yeah. an actual product. Yeah, profitability. Yeah, idea. And um, you know, if they get if they get all the other bits and pieces right and make a good solid product, then uh, that ah. works for them. Well, it if, makes if logical sense. If they drop sense. the ball and it's no good. Um, then it turns yeah, it's into quite a bit fascinating. of a mess. <laughs> it is a little unfortunate, though, that let's say the design language of that laptop, there's nothing to say that they couldn't design a laptop that's just as thin and just as well engineered that had its own unique look to it. It could still be their own language. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look exactly like the MacBook Air and the extra ports and things like that. They've, they've obviously done, you know, done some unique things to them. But what we have tended to see is there is a... There is a particular style that tends to work. You know, you look at say, you know, Microsoft with their Surface um, Pro, that created a whole new category in terms of the particular style. But if you're going down that track, there's not a million miles you can sort of divert off. And we've seen, you know, HP with their uh, their kickstand that is very different to to Apple's, but then they've still got the sort of magnetic uh, clip-on, uh, you know, keyboard. But you know you can sort of see those similarities, and even the even the um, uh, the uh, iPad Air with its magnetic keyboard and so on, you can see that sort of that link. And so you know yeah, even, even yeah, Apple definitely. are, are uh, um, you know being inspired in in those sorts of ways. So well, you know, maybe I, Windows I, did probably so the best job, didn't maybe. they? You know, in terms of recent innovations, in terms of a form of a lap, or I guess you know, a laptop equivalent, you'd have to say that the Surface was probably the most innovative of recent times. Yeah, it's quite a new way of looking at doing, you know, how to integrate that 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 keyboard and, and and tablet sort of setup seems to work quite nicely actually. Although the most people, it seems when you talk to them, 
you ask them, oh, so how often do you use it without the keyboard? Never. Um, it's, you know. Yeah, close to never. It's close to never. So it's questionable whether you need to actually be able to remove that keyboard or not. But there doesn't seem to be too yeah. much weight and so on of that. But it, but it is still innovative. And that, that concept of where all the smarts are basically in the top seems to be seems to be pretty popular. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm still using a dirty old RT surface, and I use it sans keyboard frequently. Oh, it, Vince, it only gets thick. I'm a strange person. Vince is I like a strange old, man, though. I do like weird old stuff, so <laughs> I'm an unusual customer. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing, nothing <laughs> wrong with it, and it still works. So you know, it works perfectly. Yeah, why not? but it only really gets the keyboard on when I'm out somewhere working. I think the mm. use case mm. scenario is actually based on size and weight. Yeah, and for most people, the surface is phys- physically too thick, too large, and too heavy yeah. for them to use it as as a consumption device. So you're still going to go to the 400 gram device tablet for that job. And Vince, well, he's just a big man. <laughs> or you flick the keyboard in behind it, and yeah, and you use got it, it. As a consumption device yeah. that way. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um. Now, Uber have been sort of battling it out um, in China and trying to win some market share whilst throwing lots and lots of money down a, a, <laughs> a bit of a hole there. And uh, they seem to have got up around that sort of 20% um, of the market. And now uh, it's been announced that they're, uh, they're getting sold. Um, so um, their, so their, Uber's their, been bought, you're saying? Their primary, well, the, their, their, their Chinese business... Um, has been bought by uh, Didi uh, Chuxing, I think you roughly pronounce it. Um, or just, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, there we go. How do you say that again, Vince? Vince I, I, got it. I can't even see it. Um, I think it's probably Chu Xing, though. Oh, yes, that's, that sounds much better. That sounds much <laughs> be better. I guess I'm just pulling um, up the article. <laughs> but um, a lot of the articles I've been reading just are, are abbreviating it to uh, Didi. Um, um, Didi. And, that works for me. And, uh, yeah, this is it's, it's pretty interesting because it seemed like the amount of investment that Uber had that, you know, if anybody could get in and, and win this market, um, you would have thought, you know, I think their, uh, their valuation, and they haven't listed on Stock Exchange yet, but, um, you know, it was in that sort of 60-plus billion uh, US dollars. And they've been able to draw lots and lots of investment. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that um, actually they've um, sort of thrown in the in the towel. It's, I mean, it's a little bit more complex than that when you when you uh, when you look at the uh, uh, the deal. Um, the um, um, you know, the, there's a, a bit of info bouncing around on it uh, online. It seems to have been you know pretty much uh, revealed uh, publicly. Um, but it is a bit of a surprise because it's um, it's very much Uber sort of throw, throwing in the towel in that market, or or admitting that really this type of ride sharing type service is maybe a, a monopoly type thing that there isn't generally going to be room for uh, for two players. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're saying that there wasn't room in the market for the two players, so they've just decided to opt to opt in together. Yeah, it feels almost like Uber bit off a bit more than they can chew going into a market that they didn't really understand against a local competitor who you know had had already sort of figured it out and they managed to advertise and spend their way into a bit of market share and now it's a good chance to escape with you know sort of you know without their tail too far between their legs is, is what it feels like yeah the um, so the the valuation they were saying on uh, Uber's business in China seven billion. 
uh, on Didi's business there, uh, twenty-eight uh, billion. So uh, combined, uh, thirty-five billion uh, US valuation for wow. that combined big, business. Big, big business, isn't it's it? A big um, market. Which mm. is is kind of nuts when you think about it, because that is more than uh, more than half the value of um, of what we've seen. You know, Uber. Uh, value value that totally. that globally, yeah. Um, so it really does highlight just the value of that absolutely massive uh, market. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of humans riding mm. around in cars. Mm. Right? Mm. It's, um, it's a staggering number. But the curious thing is what all of this, of course, will look like. And um, we've discussed it before, so we won't dive into it um, really any further. But uh, you know, that whole thought of there there not being people actually driving the majority of those vehicles in in the future. Oh, autonomous, um, you mean, yeah, so, definitely. Um, so, Sounds great so to me. It all it all changes. Yeah, um, I like the sound of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, a little bit of a chat uh, around uh, Samsung's Note 7. Now, we're just holding back the um, when we were going to put this podcast online by a few hours. Um because Samsung are launching in New York the uh, the Galaxy Note uh, Seven, um, and so I've had a bit of a, a bit of a play with with it under strict instructions not to tell anyone about it. So you guys in this room, um, you're not allowed to share this with anybody until this goes online. Oh, we okay. got a, we got some agreement here. Oh, yeah, you've got I'm just agreement. getting this almost yeah. in how, writing. How, how quickly can I sell the story once I leave? Do you reckon? <laughs> no, I think you're safe. I think all right, you're safe, right. safe enough. Just checking, just checking. Um, so, um, so f- uh, four, four a.m. Uh, Wednesday morning New Zealand time um, is is when it, it all gets is announced. That, is that a, a, a good time for the New Zealand audience? <laughs> well, I'm not sure that New Zealand was probably top of the list in their uh, ah, considerations. That's, so that's, uh, a, that's a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had a little bit of a look. Uh, spent some time today with um, Samsung's Galaxy Note Seven. Um, for me. You know, this this is Samsung's you know bigger phone or, or phablet, as that mm. sort of category has been called. Um, when they first started coming out with these big phablets, and Vince, I know you're a, you're a phablet user. What have you got there? The Note. Uh, this this is a three. Note um, three. I've yep. had this for quite a few years now. It's looking looking pretty tired, but it's still working working good. Yeah, um, two or three years. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of a large human, so a, a small screen phone just does not work for me. I can't type mm. on them. And, yeah, we uh, actually predicted this market change, and I think I wrote an article about it maybe seven years ago. Yep, that we were all going to have different. I mean, it, it was at that stage we were into we were into the first sort of Apple product, yeah. and they were saying that we were all going to have the same size. Screen, yeah, that, that they never needed to have a bigger which than three point seven. Probably the most ridiculous statement I've heard in a long time. But anyway, we this market is it was always going to be predicated by the size of the of the individual and what you do with it. Yeah, and some people use it literally as a phone. Still, there really are people like that out there, and the rest of us use it as a computer. So, the size of it is directly relevant to how how you use it. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, yeah, it's got the five point seven inch screen. Which, um, yeah, when I, when I first tried one, uh, you know, one of the notes or one of the phablets in the in the earlier days, it was like, oh, this is really big. But now it actually ju- yep, it just seems so normal. so normal. Um, it even though it's a bigger. Uh, bigger screen size than the um, the iPhone um, six six plus or yeah, six smaller plus. bezels though. So um, it's you're smaller. So and not having the the, the round um, home button. Yeah, I um, mean less bezel down the bottom well, as well. I and you end up basically with a smaller phone. So it's got a bigger screen. Yeah, um, but it's a smaller phone, and it feels it feels for me it feels about right. Um, whereas 
yeah, with some of the bigger phones in the past, sometimes it's been like, mm, they, this they, is a little yeah, bit too much. They have been a bit unwieldy, um, and I know th- this one is a little bit like that, but um, I recently had a play with, now, the Nexus 6P, which is, oh, I yeah, think, their, their s- big Similar one. story, it has large bezels. Feels, feels like it feels almost bigger than even this an old but note. It does have bigger bezels on it. That, yeah. to me, uh, it's a height problem. Here's an interesting one for the technology companies that are currently manufacturing products. Mm. How they haven't figured out by now that the bezel size is directly relevant to the sexiness of the product <laughs> boggles my mind. <laughs> because if we produced a modular mm. smartphone, it would have tiny bezels, yeah. top and bottom. Yeah, it's much more important than the than the thickness. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's the, the width of the hand and how it holds it, and also how it looks. I mean, it boggles my mind that they haven't figured this out yet. And we'll I, look forward to you guys yeah. launching a smartphone with no oh, no that's, bezel. That's Kill a, me. That's just, a ways away just screen. <laughs> yeah, you can mostly roll, screen. roll it up and uh, you know keep it in your top pocket yeah. or something rather. <laughs> Um, wrap it around a pencil or well, something. Well, one thing. of these companies will introduce that phone in the next three years and we'll all go, well, that's an innovation. Yeah. Well, we just have to wait for the technology to catch up sometimes, don't we? So uh, eventually yeah. they get there. Can't be um, too far away. Now, with the Note 7, a few things that I found were, were interesting. One, they've skipped the Note 6, so they just sort of line them up with the Galaxy you know, S7, F7, S7 Edge, um, which I think is actually probably okay and, and appropriate. Um, also, I was going to line up and be slightly ahead of Apple launching an iPhone. I, uh, I had imagined that was probably um, more the reason they yeah. did so, it. So, so that's that's kind of kind of curious. Um, although they assure me that's not that's that's got absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, <laughs> seems it and, seems uh, a strange idea to me to be naming your stuff the same as your competitor is naming their stuff. It seems counterintuitive, but I mean, I guess they've got a reason for it. In, anyway, I don't think Apple have actually confirmed any product names for future announcements. But any, anyway, <laughs> we, 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 so um, but basically, it is a um, a Galaxy S7 Edge, a bit bigger um, and a stylus, and there's some few other software bits and pieces and niceties to it. But um, you know, it brings all the things that this that the um, that the Galaxy S7 uh, brought in terms of um, of particular interest to me. I, I think. Um, the waterproof and dustproof sort of nature, yeah. uh, the same same cameras, um, you know, really most of the innards being being similar. Uh, bigger bigger battery um, becomes pretty handy in a bigger screen phone. Yeah, um, it's an S Pen as well, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the, it's the got, got their, their, their stylus. This time, though, you can't accidentally if you push <laughs> try and put the pen in around the wrong way, ah, it does not break you, and destroy. You can't put it in there, and um, yeah, it sort of it I've, sort of stops. So okay, hey, hey, you're holding it the wrong way. You're holding time. it wrong. I, I, I can I can tell you, I've never tried to put the S Pen in my phone the wrong way. That seems no. Like well, the problem thing. was when they came out with Sounds that, like then people were like that got that got sent review units were like, oh what? Oh, let's try that. Oh yeah, it does break. Oh yeah, it's broken. Sorry, sorry, Sam. Sorry. Hey, if I drive my car into a wall it <laughs> seems to damage it um, um so does, do, does it have the the edge or is it a proper flat screen uh no it's 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 curved around j- just at the edges and it fe- it actually feels quite like um quite like a, an iphone uh in in regards to the fact that it's um you know it's curvy on the on the front and the back which is is i guess similar to the um um 
the Galaxy S7 Edge as well in terms of its, mm-hmm. you know, it's got a bit of curve at the front, a bit of curve at the back. And I guess as you get, you know, you want to make that bezel disappear, which is effectively what they're doing. They're going, no, you know, there's, yeah. there's basically yeah, they're sort of no, no bezel on the, on the front by starting to sort of, you know, curve the screen off at the edge. Yeah, but how did you um, find that, you know, with the S7, that's the, the other Samsung, how did you find the edge versus the plain S7 in terms of just holdability? I mean, I found the edge it was a little sharp. I didn't yeah, think they got that right. That's the question I was going to ask because it, it, it was a bit sharp on the on the regular edge. So mm. on the bigger form factor, probably, note version, m- it, probably mitigates some of that sharpness. Well, I don't know. I thought it might be worse because you got a bit mm. more size, so you're gripping it a bit harder. It was pretty comfortable. I mean, yeah, I didn't have too much of an issue with it. Okay. But um, you know, I think people that are wanting to get one will want to pick one up for themselves and see. Yeah, yeah people like whether, that whether curve. They, they like that curve display. Whether it's logical or anything else, it does have a nice look to it. Yeah, and it, it feels a bit more futuristic too, which I guess it is does nice. cause some some strange operational issues. You do realise that it causes reflection literally the entire time. Okay, yeah. now we've got to think about price for New Zealand oh, here. Yeah, okay, I'm sure it's um, a lot of money. So it's up against the um, the iPhone uh, 6s Plus. Is I'm sure what they're sort of you know who they're they're picking on. Um, comes with 64 uh, gigs of storage built in, yep. and they've told me that locally, uh, and I think this will be happening in lots of, lots of markets or maybe globally, um, a 128 uh, gig SS, micro SS, uh, oh, comes mi- with mi- it. micro SD as well. Oh, wow. oh that's good. Um, that's so cool. basically, you've got uh, if you add those two together, you've got 50 percent more Could- storage than what than what an iPhone. Uh, has and I guess potentially you could even expand it um, oh, to further. Or something. There were some rumours online about pre-orders shipping with either a two five six card um, or with the uh, new Gear VR, which you know the new Gear VR headset that'll yep. be launching. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one thing to note is that it comes with a USB C connection. Uh, so we're just starting to see, you know, yeah, more and more that's be smartphones come come through with USB C. Yeah, we'll all be using that. And I think too. that's it's kind of nice to see that they've um, they've they've made that jump. It does come with a converter. Uh, also comes with a cable that you can plug between your your old um, Samsung and your new one to uh, to transfer. Well, things, here's the big across. question though: Does it have a 3.5 mil headphone socket? <laughs> that's a very good question. What's your guess? Well, I, I'd like to say I hope that they did have one. It does, yeah. Well, yep. that's a, so. that's a, that is a smart. We we do need to stick to some of some of these standards. Well, not forever, but it seems like an. It, it, I've been reading some use case scenarios and it, with dongles. I mean, I don't know if you, about you, but the word dongles and the I don't like dongles, <laughs> and I don't want to have to buy another one or have three of them flopping around ever again. <laughs> Never, no, do not like the dongle. Okay, no. all right. Well, well, we'll move. We'll move on from that subject. <laughs> we could spend um, some some time there, but um, I, I agree. I, I mean, I think it's good that they provide a little a little dongle or a little converter. <laughs> if you do have some existing charges around for you know, um, no, oh, no, you know that, micro that micro USB, sense. that that like, side of it uh, makes sense. But uh, yeah, and it's nice to have the. Uh, uh, have the traditional headphone phone jack in there. So no, that uh, makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, you don't want yeah. to have to be upgrading your headphones. Yeah. Well, uh, at some point, there's going to be a superior... I mean, isn't the headphone, the advancement there, isn't it just wireless? Isn't that the solution to that problem? Not No cable? I mean, I already own a wireless head, headset. Yeah. It's multiple, and I would never go to wired again. And that's, mm. that's you know, I think I chop and change a little bit between wired and wireless. There are some, you know... You don't. Oh, you haven't always charged your Bluetooth. Yeah, fair enough. Know, those sorts of things. Um, now, other. So that's the uh, the notes. Oh, we didn't mention the price. So, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> launching price? in New Zealand at fifteen ninety nine. Whoa. 
Um, so you're talking two hundred dollars wow. less than than Apple's. Um, Still more than they've ever been, though. But it is the highest price Samsung uh, yeah. smartphone that we've seen. So it's more more market. expensive than say a MacBook Air. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I think it. I think it is. So you yeah. Ex- yeah. explain to me how in how it's physically possible for that to cost more to manufacture. It's nothing to do with cost of manufacture. <laughs> no, I realise that. That's why I'm asking the question. That's that's actually quite surprising because yeah, yeah, you're talking like a quite a high end laptop. Yeah. Well, but that's what people do, isn't it? They oh, go no, I, they I mean, I, it's it's not, buy, I'm not buy, saying that it's not going to sell. Phone. I mean, we buy we we buy ourselves a tablet that's got a bigger screen and yeah. you know, etc. Yeah. etc. Yeah. And the tablet is lower cost, fascinating, isn't than it? the smartphone? Yeah, right. So it's, it's just it's, 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 that's the world we're in. It's almost you know, like you we can buy go things. and buy yourself a sub hundred dollar tablet with a nice, you know, with a sizable screen now if it's that cheap it's actually going to be pretty rough around the edges <laughs> yeah. to, be, to, be, to be fair but I have purchased yeah, one of those know. before and yeah I must admit that wasn't um, but a, a very good product but a you know um, an, I, an iPad for uh, you know I don't know say $700 mm-hmm. is um, you know when you sort of weigh it up and sort of compare it with uh, yeah. uh, with equivalent phone, it's like, hmm, maybe I get better bang for buck. But, it's uh, quite you know, fascinating, can, though, can how we've ended up around, there. Would you carry around an iPad to be your uh, primary device? Uh, hey, just go to a sporting event. Device. I guess if you've got a big oh, – yeah. uh, have you got big big pockets in your jacket? You know, it's all <laughs> Unusually possible. Unusually large it's, it's, hands. It's talking, you know, holding it up to your head to talk, actually make a phone call. Well, we've seen an, Androids like that, which have got – had the, you know, dialer and Six, allow you seven to put some ones, yep. so, No, you're not wrong. That Seven, is a, that is eight. a little surprising, though. Yeah. That, to me, that is a little surprising. That's a big number. I would have expected the twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred number, but that that sounds like quite a big jump. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, that's what they're they're launching it at. Um, They'll sell a bunch of them. Oh yeah. Now, the the other product we we did chat about a little while ago, which I'll just give a mention because I got a little bit more info through on it. Um, I'll hopefully next week we'll have a bit more accuracy and a bit of time with it. But HP's new. Uh, smartphone the uh, the X3 uh, apparently in New Zealand around mid mid month um, thirteen hundred dollars. This is the one that basically lets you carry Windows in your pocket. So ah. uh, the thirteen hundred dollar uh, price point here in New Zealand. In fact, that's probably XGST. So it's maybe it's around fifteen hundred. Uh, that comes with a little with the dock unit. Oh and no, you plug I know that one straight you into yep, a, gotcha. straight into a screen and uh, and run run your apps and uh, and bits and pieces. So. Uh, um, I'm sure there'll be some people there that are um, that are looking forward to that coming. So apparently mid month it'll be in New Zealand, but we'll get um, try and get some more confirmation back. I've just sent a message on my phone from um, from H the chap at HP who's looking after that, and um, you said the price. You've said the wrong price. And no, he's <laughs> uh, he's me- messaged me to uh, to say that um, your car's being towed. <laughs> No, he's out <laughs> for the evening, and we'll chat tomorrow. So, um, <laughs> well, that's exciting. Even less. So that's a I, can't, I can't reveal anything more <laughs> that's on awesome. that, unfortunately. That, that, so, yeah. sorry about that. He's <laughs> out for the evening. Exciting. That's great. That's it's a good plan. I'd like. I think I should just be out putting for the, the kids to also. bed. Yeah, um, um, that's definitely the direction things are going to move in, though. You know, how's that? Oh, in terms it, of yeah, centralized. No, but that's what, everything through. That's going to be your phone, right? Wireless. Yeah, not 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 docked. Obviously, you walk home and it'll be the computer will be the wall and yeah, yeah, it'll all all sync and you just talk to it. Now, also on the phone front, um, it seems really obvious, but we're told uh, that the iPhone Seven, presuming that's what what it call is called. (laughs) Um, but I think we've pretty much decided that for Apple, so they have to come into line. Um, <laughs> awesome. Is going to uh, have a force touch uh, home button, which is you know pretty much like, uh, in fact, the MacBook, um, 
that I'm using here with its uh, force, force touch um, um, trackpad, um, you know, operates in the same manner, and you feel as though you know that's, that you've got sort of two depths of being able to press it, but yep. actually it doesn't move at all, yep. and uh, it's giving you that feedback to make you you know feel as though you are and. Uh, if they if they do that, it just takes away that moving uh, you know the moving so, part out of the yeah, iPhone. So they're, which, they're uh, finally taking away that that circle. Eh? Makes uh, makes some sense, you know. Anything anything that can go wrong if you can simplify oh, no, it's, and get rid it, of that. It makes logical good. sense. I mean, yeah. in some ways, their competitors have been solved that problem for, four years ago. Yeah. Interesting though is 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 that the only significant innovation of the new product? Um. That's the that's well that's the latest thing to come oh, that's through, the, the and of course leak. we've we've also uh, heard that we won't have a headphone jack, which yeah, of course why the- why everyone's been asking, and uh, you know we've seen one or two or at least one other product that's come through without a headphone jack. Uh, the other bit of info that came through in the the leaks is that. Uh, it sounds like September nine will be the announcement oh, the date, date and the the date that pre-orders will be uh, taken from. So just let's remind me. Let's not announce anything on September the ninth. Maybe not. Yes. Might, might, but not not a good day for tech news. No, try, probably avoid that one if you want to get any coverage for anything. It's else. a shame because I was thinking of announcing a modular smartphone that day. <laughs> I guess we won't be doing that. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll pick another day next year maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. Um, well, yeah, wonder, wonder. Maybe, maybe there could be a situation where announcing we, on the same day actually you could somehow. You well, know, funny you say that. You we, could, you we, could we ride, ride, the, ride the coattails, yeah. and well, you know, I if you was, end up with a, if you end up, you know, announcing on the same day as a famous product, and you announce something that was. A superior in, product. In some way, you know, superior. Well, what what um, I was thinking is we announced that we're purchasing Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Can that happen by September? Um, Are we pushing it a bit? Pushing it. Pushing <laughs> it. Mm. I we, think we you do need it. to work on your humour. You're stretching a little bit too far there, Vince. Oh, there's always a line. I'll, I'll leap across <laughs> I was, it. No, I was no, wondering if he was serious or not. So, you know, I, he's looked at the projections and got a little excited. <laughs> we raised this much on a crowdfunding oh, yeah. campaign in the first gonna, five minutes. So, so that means if we multiply that out 1, 000, over, yeah. over the next 10 years by $4 <laughs> trillion. Dollars. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Buy Apple. Yeah, um, Isn't yeah. that how math works? Yeah, sure. It just yeah. keeps going forever. Yeah, yeah. figure yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. Um, now, the other product that I've been meaning to have a little bit more of a mention on um, recently. Sorry, just interrupted by a Snapchat message on my, oh. on my wrist. Um, I really should turn these notifications off. <laughs> um, well, uh, the Ring Video Doorbell. Now, I've chatted about this probably, hmm, a, would have been some months ago, actually, when I first got it. Um, it is installed now at my house. Um, this is the doorbell that basically it's got, it's got two unique things about it. One, it's got a, a motion detection. So if anyone's sort of wandering around near your front door, then you can get a, a little bit of an alert to know. Um, so you'll get you'll get notified if somebody you know basically turns up at the house and wanders in, including um, cats. Uh, no, I haven't had any cat no notifications that I'm aware of, <laughs> but it's probably it's mm, well, maybe actually it's a little bit, it's probably a little bit hard to tell um, because with those notif- they're just the mo- movement notifications. Sensor, yeah. Uh, you can turn that off, and it's not something I pay too much attention to, to, to be fair. But um, but it is useful to have that. Um, but the big thing is if somebody actually rings your doorbell, um, then that's where you can basically connect and speak with them. They don't know that 
uh, you're not necessarily in the house. Ah, so if you've got a burglar that's, remote that's turned up, um, then you can chat away and say, look, I'm busy at the moment, can't come to the door or whatever. Whatever you want to say, I'm just uh, um, I'm just turning, just just starting the chainsaw, yeah. <laughs> cleaning my guns. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's right in the back here, so I'm not at the, I can't get at the door just now. Yeah, yeah. just no. just wait there for ten minutes. I'll be out. <laughs> I'll be out shortly. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard a little bit about these ring doorbells on 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 a, on a variety of um, you know uh, social media news. platforms. No tech news, tech and, other, news. and other podcasts. Oh, okay. I, listen, I listen to a, a few other ones as well as this one. Well, don't be telling, don't be telling Paul that. But but this is the first one what? off. Get first out, one out, off. Out, <laughs> out. First one off the rank, obviously. But no, everyone seems to, everyone seems to think they're a, they're a pretty good idea, and they make a lot of sense. Oh, you're to considering me. purchasing? Uh, no, <laughs> but I think it's a good idea. No, I, I have nothing worth. Actually, stealing. it does sound like a good it, it idea. Does, it does work pretty well, and I found it an unusual and unplanned use case um, <laughs> while I was traveling, and I was in. Uh, I think I think I was probably in Canada at the time, and I got you know an an alert, and it might have been my um, my young son pressing the button for just for a bit of fun. Yep, and. Uh, and it was such a time that I was awake, so um, I just, you know, you get the alert, you click through, basically gives you a video view of, you know, whoever's standing in front of, in front yep. of the door, um, so, you, you know, you can basically jump in and have a look, and then if you want to, you can start a conversation, so it was kind of a uh, on-demand, like a Skype call, yeah, basically, like we're, Skype. but, uh, yeah, so, uh, oh, I thought- so they were, so, so uh, yeah, I was able to have a, just a just an ad hoc chit-chat uh, while they were standing I around thought, by, the, by the door. I thought you were about to say that... You, it was school hours, <laughs> and you were like, "Hey, hey, get back to school, get back to school." <laughs> no, it wasn't me that was at the door uh, at a younger age. This is this is my well-behaved son. Uh, oh, I he's, see. he's the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. it's nothing like what we were all like. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always um, at school. So, uh, so yeah. was I. <laughs> Perfection, right? Um, now, a few other bits and pieces. Uh, an autonomous shuttle bus uh, service has kicked off in uh, in Japan. Um, looks pretty simple if you look at the uh, the video that they've they've shown uh, in terms of the the route that it goes. So you know you could think of it as you know almost as simple as um, you're saying it's a train. It's a tram. <laughs> almost like a as simple as a train. I mean, you think of there are varying airports around the world that have their air shuttles and things like that that you know just go terminal terminal backwards and forwards, and there's you know there's there's nobody driving them. They're all automated. Um, you know, it's not. A million miles from that because it's a pretty much a standard track, but it's got a whole lot of sensors on it. The technology's there, um, and it's not too far away from you know what we what we will see becoming the norm in terms of lots of other automated vehicles. But uh, it's it, I think it's good to see these little sort of baby steps as uh, you know autonomous vehicles go, um, you know, get into service and get and get tested in various places. The curious thing for me around this one was the. Um, the provider and I was sort of thinking, okay, well, you know, which company is this going to be? Mercedes or you know, who is it that's going to be behind this? Um, and they were um, a make a, a producer of mobile video games, according to the uh, Japan Times, and okay. uh, they have launched this twelve-seater so driverless shuttle bus. So, so they've gone from um, games mobile on a video phone. games to yeah, this. Well, hey, it's that's how you expand. Pivot. It's a good pivot. Yeah, that's, that's the word. That's a strange jump, isn't it? I don't even think that's a pivot. No, that's, like, that's, that's a whole new that's business. That's a whole... You've jumped completely outside the... Gone through the window. That's a, that's a strange leap. I, I don't understand quite how you go from, from one to the other. Maybe we can have the Grand Theft Auto guys make the... Um, Make the next autonomous vehicles. That'd be an exciting <laughs> ride to work. Well, yeah, you wouldn't forget a ride in that vehicle. <laughs> 
Yes. Now, um, one more thing before we dive in and hear about Module Project. Uh, next week is the Digital Workplace Conference in Auckland, which takes place uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So that actually takes place at a place. It does. So it's not digital. <laughs> <laughs> it's a physical workplace yeah, you, conference. You, you could you could say that, um, but look, I'm not going to debate that. <laughs> it's, it's too easy for the comedy on that one. Yeah, that um, one there, that that name. I'm just checking where it's actually where, where it's taking <laughs> Turns place. Turns out it's uh, happening in cyberspace. No, it's it's on your ring video doorbell. You all stand outside and uh, uh, talk to the doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> in Auckland, um, previously <coughs> it was called. Share the point was the name of this conference. So uh, okay. whole bunch well, they of have improved uh, the name. Whole bunch of sponsors and looks pretty big lineup of um, speakers. So uh, for those that are uh, into well, SharePoint I know is a big uh, is a big focus. SharePoint technology. So those in that uh, well, in that world might be interested. Uh, we'll you guys lining up? We're going to go because up, we SharePoint fans. We may even have a physical location. You know, a workplace in the very near future. So we'll obviously have to research how one goes about that. Wow. Because mm. currently our workplace has been essentially cafes. Well, Which works, works pretty well. They have coffee there. I do know a, a particular business, uh, Gorilla Technology. Might, oh, yeah. yeah. might be able to help you if you need, you need help on uh, getting the workplace sorted. But uh, we, we'll chat about That's that later. Stuff. We'll need some of that happening. Yep, yep. All right. Now, on to, uh, on to the, the big reason why you're here on this particular day is Module Project. And your uh, your crowdfunding campaign, which you've uh, launched, equity equity crowdfunding, e- equity crowdfunding they campaign, are significantly yes. different. Yeah, that is important. Um, so, well, first of all, what I want to know is why are you launching in this manner? Because it's quite unusual for somebody to go after um, to go for equity crowdfunding when they haven't already sort of got a business that's you know got a bunch of runs on the board and and so on. And it's actually pretty. It's pretty hard to convince people um, to be effectively buying shares in your business at this early stage. So yep, um, that's r- actually r- a let, very good let, question. Let, let, let's run, no, no, run me through. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking online now. Let's go and have a look. Oh yeah, what are we? And at? it says so. You've got a funding target um, of fifty thousand New Zealand dollars minimum, and a, and a fund, fund. Yes, and a. Um, and a cap of a quarter of a million. Correct. Now, the uh, if you get the fifty thousand, that's going to account for two percent. Two percent. So shares ten percent. If you raise the two hundred and fifty thousand, so what does that say? Two point five million. You're saying uh, is your your valuation. So run us through that. You've already raised. Here it says seventy four point four percent. As we chat now, um, oh, I'm sure. Going that, up. I'm sure that will. Uh, Will change of that um, that fifty thousand minimum. So you're up to thirty seven thousand two hundred dollars and sixty six. Yeah, where does the two hundred and sixty six cents come from? I thought you could only invest a minimum of one thousand. Yeah, I so believe. Some, maybe somebody invested one thousand two hundred and sixty six cents. Yes, maybe from, that's their from, magic magic lucky <coughs> numbers. Yeah, sort from, of a little bit like Lotto. They had from to, what I can tell, that's precisely what's going on. Because, oh wow! Because I. Actually, it was news to me when I saw a strange number on there. I thought it was blocks of $1,000, but apparently it's a minimum of $1,000. You can just choose a number. So I guess you can put $1,500 in there. Oh, I didn't know that. I oh, well, you guys have so learned something new. So it's news to us. But, yeah. um, oh, so you can put 1500 in? Yeah. I did which not. Is, which I literally actually, did not know that. No, which is kind of cool. Um, so people are going to end up with now, slices of shares. Shares, the shares are... Uh, 
the share price is uh, 21, 20, cents. 21 cents each. Oh, so, people uh, are going to work some math on that and come yeah, up with a nice someone's even. Gonna work out, someone's going to work out a way to get it to be right on the line so they get an extra share Yep, for nothing. Yep. And that, you might find some of those numbers are worked out at whatever they have to pay to get 5,000 shares because the $1,000 buys you 4,800. Mm. So um, maybe that, that extra few dollars gets you up to the they around 5,000. clean 5,000 shares. Yes. Well, that's how I would do it. I'd like a I'd clean like a number. A clean number, yeah. All right, so r- Sorry, run, back, run us through the approach because you've got you've got two things. One, you, you've you've announced your your first product. No, you what you said before, you summed it up perfect. You literally summed it up perfectly. Okay, well, we we realized we had a compelling product. Yeah, and we realized we could skip much of the minutia and go directly to the essentially to the consumer. Well, and it's it's very unusual. Like you, you say, it's a it's a difficult thing to sell. You know, a, a company that that sort of doesn't exist or doesn't have an existing marketing you know, product in the market. But um, we see it a little bit different to that because what's difficult at the moment is if you're a consumer or you're just a normal person out in the world and you see a product and you go, that's a fantastic idea, well, currently you cannot be involved in that company. The, the, the only time you can get involved in a, especially a technology company is when their shares are $150 a share and – you know, you 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 may get a slight return, and you may get some small dividends, but realistically, you you can't back a company that you just go, well, that's a great idea, and I think that they could be successful, and they need a small amount of money to get going. I want to be involved. Yeah, Oculus is a really good example. You buy your Rift or whatever that you you know, like a conventional Kickstarter campaign, and the company becomes a billion dollar company, and you get your Rift. Yeah. Even though you funded the company. Yeah, so, but yeah. so the people funding our company, this initial round, when we become a very large company, they never work again. Yeah, it, it doesn't need many That'd shares. That would be boring, though. Well, that's true, but they well, could they always can, they, could, something they could pick some little uh, some sort of project to keep themselves amused. They could do some charity, help out some folks. They could do anything they like. Well, Actually, they could, we, they could we, keep working if they like. Yeah, they could keep working. We'd, we'd hope that our investors share our environmental vision and that they would do something useful. So run us through what run us through your your first product, and and what the vision is. And those two come in together pretty pretty closely. Now you got okay. a little, well, I'm little ho- prototype I'm, I'm there that we had a look at I'm earlier. Holding a uh, a very rough uh, initial prototype, and this is of the Decibel, right? Decibel this is your first so, product. Yeah, Decibel is a mobile wireless speaker, uh, and there are many on the market. We've but, talked about one or two on, yep. the, on the New Zealand Tech Podcast I believe you before. gave me one last time, and I had to pretend I didn't know anything about them, <laughs> which was entirely inaccurate because I'd literally pulled them all apart, L- that, literally that day. <laughs> but um, our product greatly differs from everything else that's on the market. It's literally the only one that's upgradable. It's the only one that we're aware of that's upgradable and has a uh, user-replaceable battery. And on, beyond that, it's made from vastly more sustainable materials. So that's what we were talking about last time, weren't we, with a, a, you know, a standard Bluetooth uh, speaker. Yep. Yeah, basically it's all, um, you know, as soon as your battery gets to sort of end of life, you It's have not to, mobile anymore. It's now just a speaker. You so it's at to, home. Yeah. You have to either throw it away or you might you might be able to run it off, <laughs> off a USB maybe. cable. Maybe. So, so maybe. think of it this way. There's 60 million of these sold in this year, in the calendar year, 60 million mobile wireless speakers, and nearly all of them, nearly all of them, we're talking like close to 100%, are non-upgradable, non-user replaceable batteries. So nearly all of them are going to go to landfill, 60 million of them, because they're terribly designed. And obviously the companies manufacturing them, they have no responsibility for the environmental impact that causes. So 
what we've done is a very it's just a complete polar opposite. We want you to buy a decibel and not have to buy another one. Yeah, there's we, some we upgrades. We don't want to sell you another one. You may have to get it up. So uh, the first every part, business wants to sell something else. Yeah, but we're going to sell you something different. Right. So, so that's the that's the, the that's the, the thing. Module get people in on one product, then sell them another. Correct. So we sell you a mobile wireless speaker, and hopefully, hopefully you love it and want and own it for many, many, many years, and then you'll see the next module product, and it'll be the same in a different category and will last you hypothetically many years longer than an existing product. Yeah, and, and the trick is that, that that ability to upgrade means that you don't, yes, you've got a product for a long period of time, but it's not an old product. It's still, the technology's current. You've got, you know, within, within whatever period of time, the current version of a wireless standard or the current amplification unit or... You know, whatever it is, is up to date. So you're not stuck with an old device that's actually old. You've got, you know, an old device that's up to the current spec. So, I mean, look, looking looking at the decibel here, the uh, the battery is a standard um, lithium-ion uh, battery. Yeah, so we used the industry that, that that in itself is a big step. It, it, it looks looks sort of similar to, an, you know, for those that haven't seen and most of us haven't seen these things inside our because um, we don't we don't like pull our, our batteries apart, but it looks quite similar to a double A, yeah, doesn't it? It's larger than a double A. It's obviously significantly longer life. It's 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 called an eighteen six fifty. That's an industry standard. It's the same battery that powers a Tesla motor vehicle and probably all of the future motor vehicles for the next period of time. It's what they're producing at the Gigafactory. It's an industry standard. So that means that even even irrespective of module, whatever happens to our company, you still are going to be able to purchase this battery. Because otherwise, the device is going to become useless. So, yeah, that's why we use the standard. I mean, if you can use an industry standard, you use an industry standard. Unless, of course, you're trying to sell your customers proprietary junk. So you basically be able to unscrew it, swap out the batteries. What other things might you potentially be able to upgrade in something like well, a you portable Well, you missed speaker? the other part that's really important. So, they, un- they, yeah, you're right. So they order a battery from us. We send it to you. You, un- you use a hex, an Allen key. You open the unit up, replace the battery. It comes, it comes with prepaid return packaging. So you put the old battery in that packaging, it comes back to us and we recycle it. And we do that for every component that you upgrade. So we look after the recycling. You don't even have to think about it. And no matter, no matter what country you live in, they may have terrible recycling in the country that you live in. In New Zealand, we're kind of okay-ish, if that. But our recycling will be the best, the best industry standard that we can meet. So... Essentially, we're solving this recycling problem for you, the consumer. Yeah, so it saves you. It saves you the job, and you can you can rest assured, I guess, is the is the term that that it's being handled correctly. Investors might be a bit scared off by that because that could be very it's expensive, expensive to do. But that's that's how the business. Well, you got to look at it this way: this oversight's coming. Manufacturers are not going to be able to manufacture and produce the current junk that they're making. They're going to have to change it. It's it's certain as this, that the sky is blue. This change is coming. We're just going to be ahead of the market. It's and dark out there. At the point it's black. <laughs> and and as you know, and and equally importantly, that's that's built into our projections. You know that that cost is 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 well and truly baked into into every every product that's sold. Um, and we're still at a at a at a price point that makes sense. Um, so, what sort of price are you expecting to launch uh, uh, Decibel at? Decibel is anticipated to be between 195 US dollars to maybe 225, somewhere in that ballpark. So, right. about the same price as, a, say, a Bose Soundlink Mini. And when are you thinking that this would would likely uh, get to market? Would you put the you know once you've raised your initial sort of capital to fund your first stage of your business? 
Um, will you use that to do, say, a launch, a launch or a Kickstarter or something? something yeah, like we're that? anticipating. Sort of- we're anticipating a Kickstarter round as the next round. Uh, we'll make, make that decision once we see how the uh, reservations and pre-orders and so forth go. But uh, the number of the release date, it's got a seven in it, so it's 2017 is when we'll deliver the product. We can, we absolutely cannot rush it. We're talking about a product that you may own for the rest of your. I mean, depending on your age, you're probably going to own this the rest of your life. So we we cannot make an error in terms of how it's manufactured and obviously the designing. Yeah, and and, our, and our, all our testing and, and all the rest of it is is you know much more rigorous than than current products because they're expecting it to go in the bin after eighteen months. Yeah, here's an interesting we one. Don't. Have you ever seen the spreadsheet of this is a large consumer company? The spreadsheet that they have that they give to the designers, and I've just literally seen a few of them recently. So it's, so it's in-house stuff, and the spreadsheet says on it, lifespan, three years. Three years, that's the current product. So they're expecting it to go to be unfunctional within three years, and I find that almost, I just find that disgusting. So that's essentially what, in our lifespan is as long as we can physically make it last. So will you do a long warranty? I mean, you've got, I'm trying to think of any other company that's sort of similar, um, and it's, not really, but they do focus on uh, longevity. Is uh, Mealy, who you know make, yeah, make yeah, a whole gotcha. lot of appliances and so on, and they talk about you know uh, building them for a twenty-year lifespan, which is what appliances in the old days used to last for. Yeah, we're going to have um, a longer warranty than any any uh, or any comparable product, but we, we we honestly just don't know yet. Yeah, it's too early to confirm that until the rest some of, of that part of it yeah, is is it's financially difficult. So we'll have to figure it out as we get closer to market. Okay. And if something breaks, how hard will it be to uh, to fix it? Uh, well, as as easy as any any well easier than any any existing product that's ever been designed in the, in that product category. Yeah, no, it, it will be literally easy. So yeah. you guys would have available the parts, all of the parts, so anyone could just order if you know. Yeah, something went well, wrong What are you looking at? Forty eight. I mean, if you really were in a rush, forty eight hours later, the parts there, and you put it in. And if not, we'll, eventually we'll obviously have various outlets that can do it for you. In, in the particular country you're in, yeah, but it, 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 yeah, the, the simplicity is is actually key, and it, it is very simple. It's unscrew, you know, a number of, of hex screws, pop the shell off, unclip a, a, a unit, and clip you know clip that module back in and screw it all together. And it's, yeah, if you could do Lego, you can oh, definitely do this job. Yeah, if you, you can do Technics Lego, well, that's you'd find this no, quite easy. Your, your, your five year old will definitely be able to do this for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if we actually, if your five year old can't do it, then we haven't sort of met our design standard. We wanted to make it almost, you know, like you're talking, you're only using one tool. We it comes it's supplied with the tool, even though it's three to four years before you even need to open it. We're still giving you the Allen key that does the job. Now, to make this a good viable business, where you guys are making money, your investors are making money. Um, how many units do you think that you would you would need to sell? So you've got a you know a, a two million dollar uh, company. And you want to be able to give people back, you know, say, I don't know, I'll pull a number out of the air. Some money. Some some percentage of, of that, right, uh, in terms of, you know, annual profit. Yep. Um, oh, you so want to our second year predictions? What, what would you what would you need to be able to sell? Is it a hundred thousand units? Oh no, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's way it's less. Far we 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 are quite profitable at ten thousand units. Yeah. So our 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 predictions are. We've, I mean, it's not what it's not what we expect to do. No, and and mm. our project, predictions for year two are it's thirty thousand, um, and oh, it makes three million dollars. Yeah, or it's, something a, it's or about three million. Company's profitable profit. in its second year on thirty thousand units, and yeah. if we, we if we don't do thirty thousand units, we'll see that as a massive failure. Yeah. Okay. 
that's pretty interesting. Um, I was trying to think. I had, did have another question there, which has uh, popped out of my customization. You were going to ask me about customization. <laughs> <laughs> you're very good at manipulating uh, no, no, me you're, there. You were going to ask me about how do we stay market relevant with a product that. It's supposed to last longer because I mean that is actually an, it's a legit that question. That is relevant, yeah. And that we're doing it with customization. So the that shell and that grill are both obviously customizable. So that that's material and color. So you could buy one in copper, and that might, that'll be a reclaimed copper, not mined. It's existing in the market, or you could buy a bamboo version. And we can even additionally we can actually change the design. The so you'd, you'd be launching these rather rather than sort of creating something where you'd expect a whole of third parties to come in. No, we you'd, to, you'd be focusing on offering those yourself. Well, those materials, I mean, those materials have to be what they they they're said that they they have to be what they actually are. Like if it's going to be stainless steel, and it's going to be re- recycled. But it needs to be actually stainless steel. And I'm not sure that all of the companies producing, let's say, offshoot products mm. are going to be quite so rigorous with their material selection. Yeah, the, the goal would be for, for most of those accessories and, and replacement components to come from us. Um, I don't think we can get around other people making them, but uh, by the same token, we expect a module customer is they're, they're buying it for a reason, and that reason isn't to buy a, you know, a, a cheap knockoff replacement cover because that doesn't fit with any of the reason they've purchased it in the first place. So, you know, it will happen, but we think it's not going to be a massive problem. And would you partner with some people to, you know, come up with designs and things like that? How would you do that? Uh, well, in terms of the actual, in terms of like, let's talk about just the aesthetic, you know, even at release we'll have what we call like artist editions. So that's, that, for example, for New Zealand would be a local artist and they would supply us with a graphic that we that we put on the decibel and so you can purchase in fact even even on the website now you can see some artist additions just some examples of what they'll look like and that's from a local artist here in new zealand korakia studios okay cool um we're going to talk next week about another uh product that's had some interesting designs done for i think that'll be next week um but before we finish up um chatting around the module project I wanted to know who have you got that are sort of behind you guys. Um, obviously, some some names that are maybe more recognisable in the tech space uh, because this is sort of a you know a new thing for you guys. You haven't got uh, you haven't got uh, hundreds of consumer electronics products behind you. Um, <laughs> no, no. But it sounds like you've got some int- interesting uh, people on your advisory board who I think. Um, Maybe all of them are investors as well. Just maybe run us through those um, who those people are. Yes, yeah, so some of them are investors. Um, I, Actually, I, they all are, aren't they? Mm, no, um, okay. mo- most of them are investors. Um, you'll you'll know Michelle Dickinson, aka Nano Girl. Um, she was actually our first, our very first investor. She came on board as soon as she heard the, you know, heard, heard what we were trying to achieve, and she was right behind that. Um, she's working sort of in in, in the back end a little bit. Um, not so much yet, but once we get to our materials design, because um, obviously that's that's her. Well, background. she prefers breaking things, I think, if I remember correctly. Yes, so she'll she'll obviously be helping testing. out with the testing as testing. well, <laughs> and um, she will will likely have some good input as as far as uh, what materials we can use, some bioplastic type stuff. Um, if that if that ends up being a direction we go in, um, we've also got a gentleman by the name of Robert Burke who's got a, a history in the recycling industry, particularly in the UK. Um, did a lot. Uh, was one of the uh, first actual mobile phone recyclers and resellers 
in the nineties, so he's he's got a real depth of knowledge that we can that we can mine. Um, and Nick Jones, who our oh, head of design, yeah, yeah. Nick Jones is a New Zealand Design Award winner, one of the best industrial designers in this country, and so he's been looking after essentially why Decibel looks so beautiful. Nice, nice. Well, that sounds good. I mean, I'm really interested to follow it. Um, you know, it's one it's one of those things because it's it's not a it's not a common everyday occurrence. Um, there are lots of startups that try and do something. Um, they don't have all their all their uh, ducks in a row. <laughs> yes, that's a polite that's way of putting it. Um, <laughs> we, we were forced to get our ducks in the row literally for the equity crowd running crowd funding yeah. round because literally there's, did you there's, get some pressure from Alpha Crowd on for, uh, on, just, on things that you know that, we just had they, to have they, it they right. Yeah, yeah, much yeah, more because they're we, quite new to the market as well, right? Yeah, no, so. they're new. They're a great team, but but we weren't. Yeah, we weren't without this. We would have. It would have taken us longer. Hmm. It's it's forced us to get ready more rapidly. Yeah, no, it was actually it was actually good because you know they they have a good handle obviously on the on the financial and legals around those those share issues. So they had a little bit of experience that we we didn't yet have. Um, so they were they were actually really helpful in getting all those things uh, you know to line up. Yeah, well, I mean, very very much a key, right? When you're starting something new, you've got to draw on lots and lots of yeah, it's the people, uh, people skills, and you know that's that's quite a key. I would absolutely love to see this. Take off, um, I, you know. I think it'd be fantastic. Well, have you ordered? We, have you have you, have you reserved one yet? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, for us, I mean, that, that's um, that's the that's our big plug. I mean, obviously, we, we we want people to invest in the company, but not everybody has not everybody has a thousand dollars, and that's the minimum investment. Yeah. But if they don't have a thousand dollars, they can go to the moduleproject.com and they can actually reserve a decibel literally today. Yeah, so, so that means just sort that of sign up with an email address. It's just an email address. There's no, not even an obligation to buy. There's no money down. It's just saying I'm interested, and when you release it, let us know. Let us know, and if and you can then choose your material and color at time of purchase. And but for us, it's massive because we get to see how big our audience is immediately. Mm. And so far, the reservations have actually been. It's we haven't even advertised it yet. Hmm. Like we've literally done no advertising that says go to the web. We've, we've, the only advertising we've done is a Facebook ad saying there's an Alpha Crowd launch. Yeah, and we've got and a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of reservations. Yeah. So oh well, that's yeah, that's exciting. Um, now, if people have trouble finding you, because I had this oh, yeah, with googling you, yeah. um, then and the same with Alpha Crowd because well, Alpha Crowd are new, new actually. Too, I yeah. think. Um, but uh, I did a few searches and I'd forgotten what their name was because they're they're new, um, and I <laughs> and I didn't new. I didn't find either of you. So, um, but you're pretty easy to find at the moduleproject.com dot com as yep. the URL um, and Alpha Crowd at alphacrowd dot uh, They're handling uh, the um, equity crowdfunding campaign. So yeah, and uh, and, nice we're on, and we're on all the social medias as 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 you have to be now, and it's the Facebook is slash the module project and we're module project at Twitter. So That's great. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you both for coming in Thanks and joining the podcast. Nice to have thank an update. You. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll be, it'll be great news. We haven't really had a lot of consumer electronics out of New Zealand. Yeah, it's that's something um, that just hasn't yeah, happened. But really, we can really, do it really here taken now. off. So uh, yeah, yeah well, I, I hope the skills hope are here, one, which is nice. I hope this one works and yeah. um, that, you know, if there are listeners out there that think you can contribute in some way, um, yeah, actually, yeah, we're looking. For, we are you guys categorically would be, would, looking would be for interested, people. Right? So, mm-hmm. if, if someone wants yeah. to contact us now, that they work in this industry, or even if they want to, then literally email us. Yeah, and because yeah. we want to work with the best people, we're looking for competitive people who want to make the best technology products. 
So if they, they want to contact us. Yeah, they, they can get us. There's a contact form on the uh, email addresses on the website, but it's just info at the module project. Yeah, it's actually huge mm. for New Zealand. Mm. If, we, if we succeed at what we're doing, we oh. get Decibel to market Massive. and it's popular. Well, y- you can see that other people are going to replicate what we've done. Hmm. Excellent. Well, good luck. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Again, uh, listeners can track us down, nztechpodcast.com. Uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Paul Spain uh, or uh, or Facebook uh, where I do a few live videos and other other bits and pieces. Uh, Facebook dot com uh, slash Paul Spain. Hey, that's us for another week. Thanks everyone for listening in. Uh, we do appreciate you taking the uh, the time to download and uh, and listen because I know there's lots of things you could be listening to. As Vince uh, mentioned, there's all listen, sorts of I listen to millions this first, of millions of podcasts out there. <laughs> um, so uh, no, appreciate it. It's great. Um, but uh, yep, until next week, see ya. All right, now, we sort of said we're finished, but actually we were lying a little bit, weren't we? Because just as we were starting to record, we got rudely interrupted uh, by delivery of the new Xbox One S, I think it's called. That's that's a horrible problem to have. Um, So just before we started, we spent maybe 15, 20 minutes sort of chatting around it, and then we thought, we can't wait any longer, we must record this podcast. Yep. Uh, but we did set it up, download a, uh, a gig worth of uh, updates. Yep. Um, this unit was manufactured something late June uh, this year, so they've obviously been getting a lot of them ready. Uh, it's a new Xbox One, uh, two terabytes worth of storage, uh, sleek and slim. Looks looks quite, it's very boxy, isn't it? I mean, there's not a curved edge in sight. Oh, it's yeah. sh- she's sharp. It, it looks almost like modern architecture. Yeah, it does actually. You know, it's got they've gone with the square, the low slung. Uh, to be honest, I don't mind it. It looks all right. Hmm. Um, some interesting bits and pieces just during the, the initial sort of setup uh, that I don't remember from previous Xboxes, but I haven't bought an Xbox that is Windows 10 based before uh, because the, the you know the early ones weren't. Now now they now they are. Um, so it gave you options for how it handles power. So you can either sort of wake it up you know virtually instantly, which I guess is like your laptop being on sleep mode, um, or you can you know. Do a um, have it on a on a mode where it will kind of boot up in a well, I guess a few seconds. We didn't actually try that one. We went for the just yeah, have it ready for me the moment I press the button. Then we press the button. And the, the impatient TV was, version. And the TV was yeah. turned off, so um, <laughs> actually, it didn't help. Um, it, it does seem like a smart feature to have. Um, I'm sure they use a ton of power when they're just sitting in, in awake and waiting mode versus sort of a bit more asleep mode. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, Looks nice. Can't really say too much more about it because we haven't had much time to uh, uh, play around. But things were sort of synced nicely to the cloud. So uh, uh, went to Netflix, which it had pulled down from my uh, home profile. Clicked on that, gave me an option to basically download it uh, over the UFB. It was yeah, you didn't have to quickly. even put any credentials in, did you? No, that was nice. So it sort of obviously cloud cloud synchronized a um, a token or good. something, and so it just took me straight in and um, and was asking which. Um, which user that I was? Oh, uh, yeah, the, that was fun. The many users uh, set up on our Netflix account at home, but yeah, looks looks good. Good good job by Microsoft, and it, it almost seemed when they they made the announcement of at E three around this new Xbox that they'd sort of been pushed by uh, by Sony to sort of make the the announcements. It was like a little bit maybe of, too early for it them. It was a little bit interesting, but actually, you know, they're. Um, 
they they must they must have been you know very very ready and ready for a long time. It's all it's always odd sometimes when people make these announcements together. I guess a little bit like the discussion we were having around. Well, you know, what, why is it called the Note Seven, oh, and yeah. you know, where's it pushed from, and you get the different sort of stories. But uh, yeah, in this case, um, yeah, Microsoft looks as though they were they were well uh, very well down the track, and um, yeah, no doubt have um, manufactured millions of these suckers and. Uh, Looks uh, well. It's a looks com- good. it's a competitive market. You you have to compete with your and they've, they've got essentially one competitor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, it'll be curious to see now because this comes with the anniversary update of, of Windows uh, ten sort of underlying it. So uh, anyone with an Xbox One will have had that update uh, now available to them as well. Uh, so that sort of pushes things along, and and you know we expect to start seeing a few more uh, apps sort of float backwards and forwards that are uh, you know maybe targeting one you know windows 10 platform you know the the xbox side uh becoming available on uh uh on the pc or, or vice versa so it's, it's kind of going to be curious and then there'll be the 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 bigger upgrade to the xbox uh one coming out next year with sort of a premium uh, higher end model uh but this one you know still does the ultra high definition it's got some uh, you know a few more smart smarts in there and apparently we're told if you want one of these new Blu-ray players that plays the new ultra-high-definition Blu-rays, yeah, yep. uh, the 4K, the Xbox One is by far the cheapest way to get one of those. Oh, really? So um, around half the price of the next, well, it was, uh, the, it the was next 4K the, uh, Blu-ray player. It was when the, the Bluetooth, uh, sorry, the Blue, Blu-ray, Bluetooth. It was when Blu-ray came out. It's the same scenario. It was actually cheaper to buy a, a PlayStation at, a PlayStation the, time, at the time than it was to buy it a standalone player. Mm. So it's a clever way of getting some market share. Yeah, yeah. So um, so good stuff there. That's our update, and uh, we'll go back to having finished the podcast. Yeah, we're finished. Yeah, we'll right. see you again. Thanks, everyone. Really. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.